We are 15 games into the 2023 WNBA season, and one of the first shoes to drop in the coaching carousel happened over the weekend. There is a shakeup and a hot seat in Phoenix. Today, we are breaking it all down, along with the stars that are going to be shining for the All-Star Game coming right up, and it's all here on Lockdown Women's Basketball. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Happy Monday, friends. It is June 2020, 2023, and great to be back here with you. I am Missy Heydrich, National Women's Basketball Correspondent here at The Next. Thank you for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at Missy Heydrich and be sure to follow the next at the next hoops and this podcast at Lockdown WBB. All right. Well, slow starts in professional sports across the board usually mean a change is coming. It doesn't matter what sport you pick, the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, and yes, this summer in the WNBA. Too much is at stake and a floundering ship usually needs a new captain. It's happened in Phoenix, as the Mercury are just 2-10 to start this 2023 season, and a head coaching change has been made. Today, we'll talk about the move to fire Vanessa Nygaard, what happens next, and also the exciting news that dropped as well yesterday, which is the announcement of the starters for the 2023 WNBA All-Star Matchup. Helping me break it all down today, Jesse Morrison, one of the outstanding journalists that I get to work with that you'll find covering all things women's basketball at the next. And he just so happens to live in Phoenix and just so happens to live and breathe this Phoenix Mercury beat. All right, Jesse, welcome, my friend. And let's just start at the very beginning. I want to read for everyone, I think, one of the quotes that not only was in your article, I want to send everybody to thenexthoops.com to read what you wrote about this coaching change in Phoenix. But it's been out there, and I think it's probably the quote from the general manager of the Phoenix Mercury, Jim Pittman, this statement that was put out on Sunday. We have chosen to make a change at head coach. We thank Vanessa Nygaard for the way she endured endured and managed the adversity of the last year plus. Our organization and our fans have high expectations for this team, and we have not reached those with our performance this year, end quote. As you look at where this team sits 2-10, and 10, uh, you've watched them from the get-go. Were you surprised? Were you surprised it happened this weekend? And really, what is the vibe? What's the conversation going on right now in the city of Phoenix? Well, I mean, uh, Sunday morning was a little odd to me just because, you know, it's a weekend day. Um, but I was not surprised that it happened at all. Um, I mean, they're 2-10. and 10. Worst start since the year before Diana Taurasi got there. Um, in Phoenix, you have come to expect uh, – great basketball from the Phoenix Mercury. They were in the finals two years ago. Um, they've been a perennial power. I mean, fans here support this team, you know, like 
up there with the Seattle Storm for the best fan base in the WNBA. Um, and they have high expectations. Um, and, you know, when you have Brittany Griner, um, and I know I know she's 41 years old, but when you have Diana Taurasi, uh, when you have Sophie Cunningham, when you make a move um, in the offseason for Mariah Jefferson, uh, you're expected to be better than 2-10. and 10, And you're expected to be better than, you know, the Seattle Storm and the Minnesota Lynx and teams that, you know, may from the outside appear like they're tanking um, for, you know, a Caitlin Clark or a Paige Beckers. Um, yeah. So they should not be worse. Uh, they should not be this bad um, with, and they have had injuries. That's uh, what, what you've seen is just n- them not improving on the things that they've been struggling with mm-hmm. um, turnovers, rebounding. When, when you have Brittany Griner, you should be, you know, up there and rebounding. And when you have Brianna, Tur- Brianna Turner, who is, um, you know, a really good rebounder in her own right. Um, you should not be struggling uh, rebounding the basketball. And then just um, defensively as well, they've just been uh, struggling big time, um, you know, making stops. I believe they're number one in points per game allowed, um, allowing like 88.4 points per game. And the past five games as well, um, since they won in Indiana, um, have all been blowouts, including two blowouts to the Storm, which again, like the Storm are down there and they do have Jewel Lloyd, but they're down there with Phoenix in the standings and to have two double digit losses to Seattle, um, you know, it's it just, there needed to be a change. And, you know, Vanessa has been great to the media. Um, obviously she's had a lot of stuff go on since she's been um, head coach, uh, been dealt some tough blows, but you got, you got to try something new. Well, and let me ask you that, because I think one of the things that's maybe the underlying current of this is the new ownership that has come for both the Mercury and the Phoenix Suns. And I think one thing that you have seen from this new ownership group and new owner is that they're not afraid to make those moves. They've done it on the NBA side with the Suns. So when you look at this roster, you look at the dynamic personalities that are part of what make up this Mercury squad. It doesn't seem to me that it would have been a huge surprise that this happens if things hadn't gone, if they, if they weren't going well. If this team had gotten off on a good foot, things started to find a rhythm, find a groove, then maybe Vanessa Nygaard isn't sitting on the hot seat as much. But it seemed as though the vibe was going to be, we're looking for success. We have expectations in the front office as a franchise. If this isn't going to be the way it's going to go, we've got to look somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, you've seen Matt Ishbia come in, and this has been kind of his first four-plus months. Yeah. So, gets there, day one, trades for Kevin Durant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, after, you know, losing in the second round uh, with to the Nuggets, who, you know, ended up, they gave the Nuggets the best series in the NBA playoffs. Absolutely. Uh, they, they probably were the second-best team. Uh, ended up being the second best team in the NBA. Um, so they get they get rid of Monty Williams. All right. And then they go and trade for Bradley Beal. And then just a month after, a little over a month after he gets rid of uh, Monty Williams, then you have uh, now a Mercury move, the first big Mercury splash since uh, Matt Ishby has been in charge of these two teams. And you have Vanessa Nygaard gone. This guy wants to win. 
this guy seems to care about both of his teams, uh, at least close to equally. Um, and he's not going to mess around if they're, um, you know, if any of his teams are struggling. So I don't know how much of a hand he had in this, but I will say that when Nikki Blue spoke to the media today, uh, she did say that she has spoken with with Matt um, and like praised his support and stuff. So uh, I, I I have to assume that he had a hand in this. Um, and who knows if Isaiah Thomas did as well. But, you know, there's always that assumption as well. Well, yeah, I think you've got a lot of fingers and a lot of people and a lot of eyes on this team. And I think that's maybe one of the things that as we think about it is regardless of success, there is so many dynamic pieces that are part of this Phoenix Mercury organization. And it starts with someone like Diana Taurasi, who's 41 years old. But it also goes back to Vanessa Nygaard taking over the reins of this team and then managing the entire year with what happened with Brittany Griner. Now she's back. That still is a lot to handle. You've got players like Sophie Cunningham, those dynamic personalities. You've also got the Skylar Diggins-Smith angle that goes along with all of this. It just seems to me that not only from a professional franchise, where sometimes we think as a head coach, they're only going to manage what's going on on the floor, but there was a there is and has been a whole lot else that has been asked of Vanessa Nygaard in terms of what you do to lead this team. Do you think at some point in time that just became maybe too overwhelming? There was just too much there? I mean, I, I think that's a very good question to ask, and um, especially – you know, last season, I believe she started and I wasn't on the beat last season. So correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, but I believe she started every single press conference by saying how many days that Brittany Griner had been detained. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like a, a wild thing to think about as being a basketball head coach. You never think that one of your players is going to end up being wrongfully detained in a Russian prison. Um, and then you have to, you know, navigate that. And then with BG's return, like every every city that they go to for the first time is like the big BG return game. Yep. Um, and there's just not a lot of focus on basketball. Like you get the same questions asked by a lot of reporters um, over and over again. So it just there's just a lot going on. You know, the Skyler situation, there's a lot going on outside of basketball and Mm -hmm. so you know I think it's a good question to ask um if she might have not been able to handle that and you know she was a high school head coach for many years and then had one year I believe as the as an assistant with the aces and then was thrown into the fire so I just don't know if she was quite prepared for Mm -hmm. um you know what she was dealt I mean I think she was prepared to be a head coach but maybe not a head coach with everything else going on. Um, and then, you know, you do have to look at some things that happened and, you know, like the comments that she made that, you know, when she had an all-star going to the all-star game last year in Skylar Diggins Smith, like this is only, this is not an all-star game because Diana Taurasi isn't playing. Like, right. You, you can't do stuff like that. Like that's just, it's a rookie mistake and it's, it's okay. It happened. Like, um, and, you know, I think that, you know, it was probably wrong of Skylar to quote tweet that with a with a clown emoji. Like the best thing to do is handle that internally. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you you can't say stuff like that. So I just think there's been a lot of there's been a lot of outside noise, and then there's been some mistakes along the way by Nygaard. And then obviously, again, just a- as Jim Pittman said, the final straw two and ten. Yeah, 
and and it comes back to ultimately wins and losses and what happens on the floor, how you manage the culture of your locker room, what goes on outside of that, but what happens within the lines, that's how someone is going to be graded and that's how they keep their job. And that we see that, as we said at the start, every day in professional sports. Yeah. When we come back in just a moment, Jesse and I, we're going to talk, what does this mean now for the Mercury moving forward? Can they right this ship? Do they have time? And what does it look like for Nikki Blue taking over as the interim head coach? But first, a message from our friends at eBay Motors. Now, for a championship team, it is all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green checks to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right price prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customer. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. Hi, everybody. I am Missy Heidrich, and thank you for joining us today on Locked On Women's Basketball. Locked On's NBA Mock Draft special has come and gone. Everyone is ready to go. We've seen what's happened there, and now we are back. I'm here with Jesse Morrison, and Jesse, we are talking about what happens next for the Phoenix Mercury. This group seems as though we know now, sitting at 2-10, and 10, um, they've got a game on Tuesday in Phoenix against the Dallas Wings. Nikki Blue has been named the interim head coach of this Phoenix Mercury squad. And as you said, you had a chance. She spoke to the media today. There's been some conversations, some more, um, you know, I think a little bit of insight put into maybe where some of these decisions are. But as you look at this team now, you think about some of the struggles that they've had on and off the court is Nikki Blue the right person? What happens next? And what do people need to see moving forward? Well, I think Nikki Blue is a great choice. So I, I've covered Arizona State women's basketball for the last uh, four or five years. Um, and she was an assistant coach under Charlie Turner Thorne. Um, a lot of people thought she should become the head coach after um, Charlie retired. Um I just know that she is a very calm and collected person. Um, that is something that I've, I've picked up from her. I wrote a story on her. She has got a great story. Um, you know, she is a, an extremely selfless person. Um, if you, if you know about her and I think that she is just really excited for this opportunity and it's something that she talked about today. Um, and so, you know, I have not seen her as a head coach, so I don't know how she'll be as a head coach. But from what the players talked about, to, or Griner talked about today, um, she was the only player that talked. Um, from what Brittany Griner said today, uh, you know, there's a new energy around the team um, and everything with Nikki Blue at the helm. Um, and I think that she's got some, maybe some better mentors than Vanessa Nygaard did. Um, you know, Nikki Blue was, is best friends with Noel Quinn, 
of the uh, Seattle Storm. Um, Charlie Turner Thorne obviously had so many great years at Arizona State. Um, so I, I, I think that she might just slide in and be a little bit more of like a steady voice than Nygaard was. Um, and then, you know, the BG stuff is calming down as far as, you know, they've, they've gone to a lot of the cities now. And, you know, I think that it's going to be more of, she, she's set up in a better position at this point because, um, you know, there's going to be less distractions. I mean, I, I did ask about the Skylar Diggins Smith situation and yes. I got a lot of the same answers, which was just like, she's on maternity leave. And so I, I do not see her playing for the team this year. And I don't really think that's much of a distraction at this point. I think they, I think that, it's kind of just like she's not playing and we're fine with that and we're going to roll with what we have. Um, but yeah, there's only 12 games into the season. So with the players that they have um, and the fact that they made the playoffs with a worse roster last year, um, you know, there's time to turn this around. Um, and, you know, I, again, I haven't seen Nikki as a head coach, but I know her as an assistant coach and I know that she's well-liked. Um, and I, I just know that she's a good leader. So I think that that's going to bode well for this team, um, moving forward for the rest of the season, at least. And I, I hope she's considered for the permanent head coaching job if she does a good job. Yeah. I think that will be the next interesting pet that will be, you know, what is this, the front office, what is this new ownership? Jim Pittman is general manager. What are they looking for? What, you know, what are the signs that they're seeing? Is it going to be a big bump? You know, are you looking for something now all of a sudden, you know, we jump to double digit wins instantaneously, or is this going to be a gradual process? And sometimes you've got to win back and create maybe a little bit more um, even keel in that locker room. And if that hasn't been there, that's going to be important. I think one of the things I want to ask you, because not only is this team sitting at two and 10, but they were without Diana Taurasi and Brittany Griner for three games, both dealing with injury issues. It's going to be hard without having two of your best players in the lineup for this team to find their footing again. So what are you hearing about where their durability is, where they are physically? Can they stay healthy through the remainder of the season to give this team a bump and a run? Well, my my one thing is, is that I think it's a good thing that Diana, in a way that Diana got hurt now versus later. <laughs> Okay. So in 2021, she got hurt because she's going to get hurt at this point in her career. Right. Um, but last year was at the end of the season when they were heading into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And so that's not good. Um, at the, a couple years ago when they made the finals, um, she got hurt in the middle of the season and was a key member of the run to the finals. And so I think, I think it might be good that she got hurt now versus later. Um, and then, but it just seems like a player, gets hurt every game yeah. <laughs> at this point. Like Sophie Cunningham went down. Um, Shea Petty's kind of been in and out of the lineup as she uh, rehabs from her Achilles injury. You had Mariah Jefferson go down. Obviously the key is keeping Brittany Griner healthy. I think that is, that is the key. She's obviously the best player. Um, hopefully they go through her a little bit more at the beginning of the season. I was saying you're going through her too much. And then they kind of backed off from that. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I hope that they continue to go, uh, go through her more. Um, and yeah. And so, I mean, it just seems, but as far as the injuries go, it just seems like there it's one of those years where it's going to be bad luck for them. And it feels like that around the league, honestly, as 
tons of players just go down injured. I don't know what's going on in professional sports, but we're just seeing across the board in many different leagues, just a lot more injuries these days. I might just be a players are getting bigger, faster and stronger, and maybe the court's too small or something. (laughs) Uh, But, but yeah, I mean, she, I mean, we've just seen uh, injuries every, every game, it seems like for the Mercury. Um, So I'm not confident that they're going to stay healthy for the rest of the season just because you can't be with this team. Well, and I think you're right. Like everybody else are dealing with the same thing. I think we're going to start talking about load management way more, maybe even in the W than, you know, we've we've talked about it in the NBA. They talk about it in NHL, MLB all the time because of more games. Now, maybe it will become a factor, especially with some of these players that are a little bit older. They've, they've had chronic issues or long-term injuries. It's got to be part of the conversation. I want to ask you one more question before we go to our next segment. As you think about Nikki Blue taking on this team, there were the three things you mentioned earlier. It's part of your article, and I encourage everybody to go to the next hoops and read Jesse's piece about this coaching change in Phoenix. You talked about their turnover numbers, their defensive struggles, their lack of rebounding. From what you heard today from Nikki Blue, or maybe what you've seen and watching her as an assistant, is there enough X's and O's kind of tactician to make some of those changes and see if they can't figure out where some of these problem areas have held them back? You know, honestly, I, I don't really know. Um, I, I don't really know what kind of role Nikki Blue played as an assistant coach. Um, that's something I'm going to end up kind of having to ask about. Um, but she did talk about, or I think BG talked about today, actually, how they made some little tweaks and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, I think they took some stuff out and put some stuff in or something um, like that. Uh, so, I mean, again, I don't really know what her skills are really. Um, but uh, again, it's just, it was time for a change and why not just at least see what she can do in that department. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if she's a defensive coach. I don't know. Again, she's never been a head coach before. So you really, so you really don't know what her role has been. Um, in, in assisting uh, in college and in the pros. No, I think you're right. But as you said, you're just 12 games in. It was time for this to be able to happen. It does give them some runway to be able to make some of those adjustments both on and off the floor. I think it'll be interesting to see when you think about even just some of those three areas. Can they make inter- incremental changes and progress even in this next game when they take the floor on Tuesday against Dallas and they are at home? All right, when we come back, the 2023 WNBA All-Star Game is set for July 15th and the starter player pool has been announced. Jesse and I are going to break it all down when we come back right here on Lockdown Women's Basketball. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I am Missy Heydrich, National Women's Basketball Correspondent here at The Next. Thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jesse Morrison is joining me from the great city of Phoenix. The temperatures have been rising. The hot seat has happened. They've had a change there. 
But also some really good news for WNBA fans and for Phoenix Mercury fans. And this was in another announcement that was made on Sunday, along with the news that Vanessa Nygaard had been relieved of her duties as head coach of the Mercury. But the 2023 WNBA All-Star Game starters and captains have been named. Now, the two captains, Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart, both fifth-time All-Star selections for both of those players. They will have a player pool pick of whom they put into these places. That selection show is going to be July 8th. The All-Star game is on July 15th. Currently, for all fans that are out there now, voting is open for those reserve spots to join the rosters for the All-Star game. But I think the big news, especially for Phoenix Mercury fans, Jesse, is is that Brittany Griner earns her ninth All-Star selection. And when you think about where everyone was a year ago, where Brittany has been both personally and professionally, this seems to be one of those things that she can say, you know what, this is going to be pretty cool to have her be part of the All-Star game. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, I'm super pumped. I should be there. It's a quick drive for me. Um, You know, I don't love Vegas, but it'll be fun. (laughs) Uh, it'll be fun to go up there and, and experience this event. I've never been to an all-star game in any sport. Um, and it'll be great to see BG there. She deserves it. Um, 19 points per game, six rebounds. Um, she's been really good coming back. Uh, I think she's been better than a lot of people even even um, expected. And I think that uh, her, her rebounding numbers are a little bit down. But that's just been over the past few games. Obviously, okay. she missed... Uh, a lot of one of the games that she was in. So that's going to lower her averages um, down a little bit. But, I mean, uh, something like close to three blocks a game. Uh, She totally deserves this, and it's going to be great for the fans to come out and see her. Um, And there's probably going to be a lot of fans there that haven't gotten the chance to see her yet um, coming back from Russia. Um, So it, it should be just a really fun night. Um, and it would be great to see her on the floor with a lot of like maybe even teammates with a lot of the players that advocated for her return. Um, like I wouldn't be surprised if Brianna Stewart picks her first because, you know, she was one of the big, uh, big play- players to advocate all the time for um, BG's return. So it, it, that that would be really cool, I think, um, to get them on the floor together Um and, you know, who knows? She could go out there and try to win All-Star Game MVP. <laughs> that would be probably a really, really great way to kind of put the bow on top of that story. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, this is that's what All-Star Games are. It's a culmination of some of the very best talent, those that are available, you know, if it's not for injury or being out this season. One of the other names that is going to be popping on this All-Star is the Indiana Fevers, Aaliyah Boston. She becomes the first rookie to start in an All-Star Game since 2014. She's been having the season. I think a lot of people thought – was possible whether or not she could execute and do it. She's proved some people wrong. I think that they weren't sure if she was going to be this type of player this early in her career, but she's a great young talent. Were there any other names in that starter pool that maybe surprised you? You're watching and seeing so many of these teams come across, seeing them in person as well. Anybody that struck you as hmm, somebody I didn't think would make it and, or somebody who you think should have been on that starter list? Uh, well, I did not vote for Chelsea Gray, but I mean, she's, she was MVP of the finals last year. Like you can't really go 
uh, wrong with her. Um, I voted for Courtney Vandersloot just given what she's been doing assist wise yeah. um, this season. So that might be the only one that I switch in and out. I was surprised to see Aaliyah there, but not really because her college team was so popular and everything. Um, and I got over my like, oh, I don't know if she should have made it. Uh, real quick when I was like, Oh, I get to see Aaliyah Boston play. She plays on the East coast. I don't get to see Aaliyah. I don't get to see Aaliyah Boston play. So, or didn't get to see her play in college. So there you go. I'm, I'm very excited to see her play. Um, and so, yeah, I don't really have any other, I don't have any issues with the starters and I'm sure the players that, uh, I voted for that didn't make it, uh, as starters will, will be there as, as reserves. And it, it doesn't really matter, uh, at the end of the day, cause you know, they could play more than the starters. It just depends on how much they want to play and how much the coaches play them. Um, and I, I'm just interested to see who picks who and uh, the squads and who's going to, you know, obviously they won't be going that hard in this game, but uh, I'm just interested to see like the, the squads against each other and everything. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. And that's one of the fun parts about having sort of these captains of the two teams. I think it brings a whole nother dynamic as they then think about, okay, who do I want? Who do I need? What's that look like? So many of them not only have played together in college or the professionally, but also through USA Basketball, where they've been teammates in a variety of different ways throughout the USA Basketball experience. So they know each other. And I think that's what makes an all-star experience even that much better. But as you said it, Brittany, Griner being back into the NBA, the WNBA all-star game and her ninth all-star selection. And that's going to be a pretty big deal. As a reminder to everyone, that selection show for the starters is going to be July 8th. The all-star game is July 15th, but you can now go for the next week or so and vote for the rosters. Voting is open. You can do that yourself for all the fans out there. All right, Jesse, we know there's a game tomorrow night. Phoenix, Dallas in Phoenix. What are you looking for from this Mercury team as they kind of start this next phase of this 2023 season with new leadership on the bench? First off from the team, I'm looking for them to turn the ball over less. That's the thing that they need to work on. Number one thing, that's the biggest issue. Uh, the defense and the rebounding, that can come second. But like the way they've been turning the ball over this season, that's got to change. So I want to see them get better at that tomorrow. And then I'm, I'm very interested from a fan perspective, the reception that Nikki Blue gets, because I'm just not sh so sure how popular Vanessa Nygaard was with the fan base at this point. Um, so I expect it to be a decently large crowd. Um, I mean, it always is in Phoenix, um, but I expect Nikki Blue to get a good uh, ovation from from the crowd tomorrow. And then again, turnovers, they got to cut down on the turnovers um, and then and then we'll go from there. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is where I think some of the rubber is going to meet the road, right, is, is that as players and as professionals, they're going to have to own some of this themselves. They know they've got to be better. What's been going on? Has it been working They've got to all look themselves in the mirror and make some of those changes too. Their franchise leadership, their ownership and general manager, they've done their part. They've gone and said, we'll give you someone new at the front. But I think also these players, they've got to own it too. This is your job. you got to go out and be better as well. Yep. Uh, players win games, coaches lose games. As, <laughs> as um, 
I like to say. Borrowed I, phrase, but I like to say it. No, I think you're right. I think you've hit that one right on the nail on the head on that one. All right. I want everybody, please go to www.thenexthoops.com. Please see Jesse's article that he wrote about the coaching change in Phoenix that dropped yesterday when all of the craziness was happening. Otherwise, where is everyone going to find you here, my friend, on a daily basis? Uh, you know, just follow my Twitter uh, at Morris Code, M-O-R-R-S. C O D E. Then I have an underscore at the end because somebody else has my Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, just follow me there. Um, you know, I'll be tweeting out a lot. Uh, I got some articles coming out on the Skylar Diggins Smith situation, and then I'll have one coming out shortly after tomorrow's game or Wednesday about you know just the Nikki Blues reaction to her um, becoming head coach, and then uh, you know kind of the reaction in the fan. Uh, you know, what, what goes on with the game and everything. Well, for anybody who thought that Phoenix was kind of a low speed place to hang out, a lot of retired folks, not much happens. Holy smokes. There couldn't be more going on within about a 48 hour period. If you tried. So I applaud oh, yeah. you for all you've done. Oh yeah, for sure. Thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, everybody. Um, Thank you for joining us here on Lockdown Women's Basketball today. You can find me at Missy Heidrich on Twitter. All of my amazing colleagues, please go to thenexthoops.com and follow this podcast at Lockdown WBB. Thank you for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. More women's basketball coverage with Howard Megdahl and others from the next. And all this week, everything you need to know about women's basketball here and around the world. And of course, some of the very best WNBA coverage there is out there. We've got you covered. We'll see you next time right here on Lockdown Women's Basketball.